0: a podcast designed for women working in financial services and financial technology. I'm Cheryl Brown, Chief Engagement Officer at Females and Finance. I'm also an international speaker on social and digital marketing too. On the F Word, you'll meet leaders in the community as well as learn more about recruiting, training, advancing, and retaining quality female talent. Let's take a listen to today's episode. Welcome everyone. Today I'm excited to have one of my personal favorite females in finance friends, Julia Carlson. She is the CEO of her own financial planning firm and she is here with us on the F word. Julia Carlson has been in financial planning for more than 20 years. Her passion has been focused on helping people win with their money through financial education. She loves to inspire others to follow a plan for growth and pursue financial freedom. And in 2017, Julia wrote a book titled Fit Money, Seven Steps to Get Your Financial Life in Shape, in which she shares her personal experience of losing weight, getting in the best shape of her life, while also teaching how those same strategies can be used to become financially strong. In 2018 through 2020, Julia was named by Forbes as one of the best in state wealth advisors in Oregon, as well as a Forbes top women wealth advisor. Her company has also been chosen as an outstanding practice for diversity inclusion by Investment News and recognizing her for building a business that fosters diversity internally and the importance of embracing a diverse clientele. Most recently, she was named by Investment News as a 2020 woman to watch, and I couldn't agree more with that. As a business owner, wife, mother to three children, Julia wants to inspire others to feel empowered to build successful lives. Welcome to the F Julia.
1: Wow. Thank you, Cheryl. What a wonderful introduction. Well, they're all your accolades. I sit back and I'm like, I know her. (laughs) Wow. And I think about, I am her.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that's awesome. And so, you know, I first heard of you and your firm. I read an article and it was around June of 2018. And it was just a month after I'd actually started Females in Finance. And I I'd been kind of stalking you. I like totally oh, wow. admit it. I was totally fangirling you. And I was like, who is, her? I want to know her. And that's when we were 700 members at that point. And I remember reaching out and going, hey, would you come join my community? Cause I admire your work. I mean, I totally sounded like a fangirl and you were, and you were so kind, you totally took a chance. And, and so I like to refer to you as one of the original OG in the community. You were in that first, uh, first batch of friends who came and stuck around.
1: Yeah, excellent. Well, now you're over three thousand. I hear. It's,
0: yeah, it's kind of crazy. Awesome. I I looked at that number and I was like, who? Who did that?
1: Yeah, the you. same kind of thing. I know, <laughs> right? Exactly.
0: So, I definitely want to talk about your work in financial services. Can you talk uh, and take a little time about this personal journey that you have yours that you've had into this career? Because I'm I don't even think I know in all the talks that you and I have had that I I know where you came from to get to where you are today. Could you share?
1: Sure. Well, I, I've had a, I mean, it's been my only career, number one. So Same here. It, yeah. I, I, I fell in love with financial services and I've never left. <laughs> but as, as a kid, I think it starts as a child, right? My parents had a really good mindset around money. My I learned about stocks from my grandpa. I remember sitting on his lap and looking at the TV and the, seeing the ticker go across the bottom and be like, what's that about? And, you know, fast forward to uh, high school, my I had an amazing business teacher um, that taught us about not only uh, stocks, but also about starting a business and being an entrepreneur. And so that um, that really resonated with me. And when I, I started going to community college, I was never one to say, I want to go to college. Uh, I didn't really like school. Uh, and. At 18, I, I, I moved from Seattle to a small town on the Oregon Coast, uh, met my husband, and got married at 19. <laughs> so wow. I was, um, you know, starting a family or not right away, obviously, but you know, I, I, I all my friends were in college and I was starting this business. And so I, I got into it though at a local bank in a small town. They had an investment department. I said, you know, I, I want to learn more about this they helped me get licensed. Uh, I was there for about four years at 23. And I said, hey, I'm ready to be an advisor now. I'm all, all licensed. I, I, I can help people. I want to help people. And um, they said, as soon as your boss retires, you can be a, the financial advisor. Well, that would have been like 15 years later. <laughs> so there I was at 23, hitting the glass ceiling saying, I want more. So I started what is now um, my company at age of 23. So pretty, pretty fun. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, think
0: about for the (laughs) average person. So a few years ago, just so you know, the number 23 is really important because I think it was just maybe three years ago, there were more 23 year olds in the United States in any other age bracket. Right. And so you have to think about where we're at at that space and for you to go out and start your own firm at 23.
1: This is, this I was is naive. Crazy. I was naive. Like I, you know, but that's I, a great
0: place to be. Think about it. Cause you're like, ah, we'll just yeah. go. We'll Let's just go.
1: And I, I had a lot to prove, you know, yeah. I had a bit, I, I was just, you know, full steam ahead. I can do this. I, 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 I had to overcome, uh, a, a lot of things, a lot of no's, uh, that have come back around. And so I had to, uh, you know, get, a, get out of my own way to make it happen, but I did it and persevered and stuck with it. Here I am.
0: <laughs> I just absolutely love that. Um, I want to talk to about your book. So fit money, seven steps to get your financial life in shape. You mentioned in your book, one day it occurred to me, I could blend the passion I have for people uh, pursuing their financial goals with my passion for living a fit and healthy lifestyle. And the idea behind fit money was born. Could you talk about that? Because I, I, I watch you and you are very active (laughs) You're running a very successful practice. You're on television. You are on uh, the podcast galore. I mean, I feel honored that you're here. And then I still see one thing that I appreciate about you is your point of taking self-care very seriously.
1: Yeah. So I'd love for
0: you to talk about that.
1: Yes, well, I I think it goes back to where it kind of started. So by 2010, I had just had my my son was born in 2009 when the market was crashing, (laughs) Uh, and uh, I had three children, and you know, I just I needed something to be like, okay, I I need to. Get focus back. I need to get my body back in shape. I, I just wanted a big goal, and so what do I do? I set a goal of competing in figure bodybuilding. Wow! <laughs> and so I went on this journey of having to get up at five a.m. I, I I learned the power of a morning routine and focus and discipline. And but what I discovered in that process is the same things that I'm doing to get my body in the best shape are the same things that people need to do to get their finances in shape. And so that's where that idea of fit money became. And, you know, at the, at the end of that, I mean, it's bodybuilding is a very um, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of energy out of you. And I did, I competed for about five years And what I discovered, I thought my business would suffer during that time. You know, I I thought that I would have to give up, give up some, you know, business goals for personal health goals. But what I discovered is that the discipline that it took for my personal self-care actually magnified my business life. And so my business, one year of those, my business doubled because I was so disciplined. And in that discipline, you actually get freedom. Mm-hmm. So when we think about financial freedom, like all of us can have financial freedom. It just starts with that mindset of, I'm doing what I need to do to make the end goal. Like I, you know, I, I wanna be financially independent, I'm not there yet, but I can have financial freedom today because I'm on track and doing what I need to do to get there. I, I've set that as a commitment. And so just like you're, you're getting in shape, it's that deciding and making that commitment and then everything else creates momentum and, and carries on.
0: Wow. I love that. And, you know, I have to tell you, I posted this morning on my own Facebook wall. So 10 years ago today, I had went on this fitness journey, the same kind of a thing that it was so apropos that I was going to be talking to you because part of it was that even though I... I did the things. I was going through the motions of what I was supposed to do. I didn't buy into it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the difference that you made. Is you actually connected to that power of the morning routine and the focus? Where I was going through the oh, I can only eat X amount of calories today. So the math will always be there. But if your heart and your passion and what's that saying? You know, where where you know wherever you go, there you are. Like, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And whatever. And, Whatever you look for, you will find. You'll find. That's
0: exactly right. And so during that time, I, it's interesting because had I been in a situation where I had 10 years ago taken what you did and applied that routine and that strategy and and I had made it um, more you know personal for me versus just a number on the scale or the number, yeah. because you and I both know people can make a lot of money and still be very unhappy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And, and then- that happened to me like when i competed it was like okay i did it but now it's like now what right and it it leaves you empty and so that was my journey like i had to discover it's not about another competition or achievement it's about that that journey of who i became in that process um, of making the decision of having the courage to keep going of Go, you know, keep going when I wanted to quit and, and, you know, building those capabilities. That's, that's, that's ultimately, you know, what lands us at that, that freedom yeah. uh, piece.
0: And that's yeah. also the difference between having good coaches and not having good coaches, right? I, I recently said to somebody that I, until recently, I've not had a really good, you know, person to coach and let, mentor and let me be the mentee. And I think there's also a truth to having coaching programs that people can talk at you, but they don't teach you how to be a good student uh, or a steward of the information that you receive. And so I think that's where you're very different and you live that and you actually exemplify it. I know that you and your husband went to Cabo San Lucas. I think it was, I think it was Cabo, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things I love the most about what you posted in that was you talking about reading your books. And the relax and the being inside of your, you know, self and spending that time. And I sat back and I thought, she's totally living what she says, she's doing it. I'm trying. (laughs) I know, and it shows. And so that's what I want to talk about your coaching program. So the CEO, financial advisor, you and your business partner, Lisa Dion, you coach and advise growth-minded financial advisors to build this sustainable, this thriving business with a loyal team, and they don't have to sacrifice their personal freedom. That was what jumped off at me about your program. I'd like to hear you talk more about what you're doing with that.
1: Yeah. So as the or over the past years, you know, I've I've become more successful, and a lot of advisors have reached out to me almost on a weekly basis. I I get. Can I just pick your brain? I know you get that, <laughs> but I've always had the heart to help and the and the heart to give back because I was one of those uh, just starting out. Like just I wanted to be around successful advisors. I wanted to learn what they were doing and. So and I have been a part of a lot of coaching programs that have helped me get to where I'm I'm at today, and a couple like two years ago, I, Lisa and I started uh, uh, working together and kind of dreaming about like what if we could put something formal around a program to help other advisors, and that's kind of where it was born. She, Lisa is still a business consultant and business coach that I use in my business. So that's um in, that's um. Really important to know, I think, for all the listeners out there. But also, uh, I think a difference between our program is, I'm still an advisor. I'm still operating a very active business, and so you get a definitely a, a dual approach, if you will, in our programs that we that we have. You know, I, I think where I, I I look back, and there was a pivotal point in my career where where I was like thinking I had made it, I was uh, going going in all directions, right? Very busy and uh, but didn't really understand how much I was overwhelmed. Uh, and I was uh, hosting actually a client appreciation event uh, and there was 40 of my top clients there. I was just looking out thinking, wow, it's like I'm able to rent out a boat and take my clients on a, on a cruise here. And I remember thinking, you know, it's, I, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. Look at all of this. And um, at the end of the cruise, I was getting off the boat. And um, I looked at my phone and I had 18 text messages, 11 missed calls. And I had learned that my daughter was in a very serious car accident. And at that moment being life flighted to uh, the hospital in Portland. And we stayed there for five days. She's completely recovered now, but, but she had major injuries. And I'm telling this story because what I, looking back, that was a pivotal point for me. What I realized at that time is I had made myself so relevant in my business that um, I I couldn't unplug. I had my assistants bringing me my computer in the hospital. I was returning calls. I was doing trades. I was emailing. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I have to figure this out. And at that point is when I went on a journey to say, I got to become a better business owner. I I have to learn how to delegate. I have to learn how to let go. Uh, I have to just take fire myself essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was the journey that I went on. And, um, and Lisa has been able to come in and help work within the team in my office, really build structure and accountability, because when you start letting go of something, it's hard as the founder of the company mm-hmm. as, the, as the boss, right? And so you have to make sure there's checks and balances and, and Things, measurements that you can look as the business owner to say, okay, is it off track? Is it on track? What's going on here? And so Lisa's uh, ability to come in and create and help design those metrics and and the and the leadership team and the executive team is really powerful. So that was a lot, all there. (laughs) No, but I think that's great. And you know, I have to tell you, so I. Have said
0: before to people that you meet people in this journey, this life, and when that's when when you know those moments, whenever it's like it's going, it's working, it's and it feels good, right? And then all of a sudden things are very off, and you're off your track, and you need to get Mm -hmm. back on your track. It is not lost on me that when I go back two years ago, and, and whether it's I met you, and then subsequently met Lisa because of you, right, and so many others. I think one of the very first conversations you said to me was like, Cheryl, you need to hire someone or Cheryl, you need to, I mean, you were, you were like such a friend. You didn't even know me. And you're like, you need to do these things. And I think it was finally, as I've gotten to that point, cause I am, I'm here now where it's delegating things out and learning how to do that. Or I, you know, brought somebody in and I'm having to give up stuff. And those are your baby, like your financial planning firm is one of your, I mean, you're proud of it and you my have, my first yes, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Willie is in your situation. So it's like, it, I get that more than anything. And I was thinking about when you were talking about your fitness plan, did you have a fitness coach, somebody who walked you through? Oh
1: yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly.
0: So when I lost, I lost 117 pounds. I don't know if I ever told you that when we were talking, no. Oh, don't clap yet. Cause I gained <laughs> some of that back, but the reason why I lost is because I had a personal coach. I had somebody there walking me through, going, and I'll never forget Cameron Earnhardt. If you listen to this, which I'll make sure you do, he used to say to me, Every time you get angrier, you do that push up so much better. Oh <laughs> I, they, I know. It was just getting yeah. get me through. But that's what you're essentially saying, and you're doing through the CEO financial advisor. You are coaching right yes. alongside, and you have an active practice. So you are
1: the people that. Are in your program? Absolutely, and it and it's and it's doing doing it with them, right? So it's yeah. it's not doing it for them because you can't do that, but yeah. it's guiding them along and yeah. and telling them the next steps of what they need to take. and And it, let's to be honest, this this industry is is tough sometimes, and the markets and the ups and downs and. And uh, you you need a certain skills to be a financial advisor. But then when, once you start having success, you need a different set of skills to become a business owner. Mm -hmm. And that's all I, I, you know, I think starting out, we we sometimes don't think, oh, I want to build a big business, but that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love
0: that. And so I love actionable education. I'm a big believer in, okay, you listen to all of this financial service professional world that's listening right now. What's one thing that you want to impart on those listening today in all that you've shared about your financial services and the advice, you know, that you've provided here, what would you say to somebody listening right now that they could immediately act on and do something with?
1: All right. Well, act on, well, uh, c- come meet me, right? Or maybe not uh, physically, but virtually. <laughs> you don't even have to stalk her like I did. Like She's actually giving you the invitation right? right there. Yes. So, um, you know, everything that I'm doing typically is, is on my uh, personal website, juliamcarlson.com. And so our coaching program details, CEO, financial advisor is the the information is there where you can, um, you can, uh, click over into Lisa Dion's site where all the details are. So I would invite you to learn more and uh, see, see if it's something you want to get involved in. Right now, we, we have been doing uh, workshops, just kind of one-off workshops. Uh, we will set up like a, we're in the middle right now of a 90-day program. So when you commit with us, it's not a year program. It's usually, okay, let's, let's do this sprint for 90 days and get you set up. And then um, see what you need from there. So we're still developing all of our programs, but there's, um, we're getting a lot of good feedback, um, from our participants and, uh, we're just excited to see.
0: You're doing the 12 week year. That's my <laughs> yes. friend michael would say i mean seriously that's what that is that's what 90 days it's a 12-week year and i think that that's phenomenal because then it gives yeah. you time to do that focus pull back and we'll make certain that everybody and we actually have connections to you through our females in finance website as well because you're really involved with our community so there's plenty of ways we're going to get you connected there so okay. as we wrap i love for listeners to get to know you uh julia and i have three questions for you but i have to answer them too are you ready for this I'm ready. All right. I, they're painless, I promise. All right, so the first one is considering where you live, I had the question name name a couple things in nature that you find most beautiful.
1: Oh man. Well, I'm looking out the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> so we live on the Oregon coast and um you know so our, our coast is so beautiful here and not a lot of people. So mm. uh and then the interesting thing is the forest meets the sea. So I'm in a very rural area. And so you can be up in the woods, hiking, uh, love to be outdoors here. I love that. And so I would say that
0: the one thing that I love the most that my Daryl did this year was he attached bird feeders, begrudgingly, the bird feeders. (laughs) to our deck so that I can, when I sit in there, we have a really pretty breakfast area that I can sit at. Cause you know, I like to cook. I can sit at the breakfast area and I look out and we have cardinals just flooding. Oh, oh I just love them. I live in St. Louis, so we don't have a beautiful ocean, but I sure do love my cardinals out there. And so thank you, Daryl, for my bird feeders. <laughs>
1: He kept yes, saying, you know, "We love Daryl. We I, love how happy you and Daryl are. Oh, I hear that. I love that. He <laughs> is.
0: He really is. He gives up a lot of time with me so that I can pursue my passion with females in finance. And so I appreciate exactly. that because then I'm my very best for him when we are together. And he, uh, he adores me back. So it's, a, it's a good union. How about this? Did you have any childhood pets?
1: I did have a cat as a, as a child. Yes. What but, was his name? Muchka. Muchka. (laughs) Which is, which is Hungarian for cat. And my- I did not know that. Yes. And, and my uh, grandparents were from Hungary.
0: I didn't know that either. So we grew up with, uh, well, you know, I have three cats. So our house- Yeah, and it's a whole story of, we never intended to have three cats, but alas, we have three cats. But when I grew up, we had dogs and um, my father, so we had a little Lhasa Apso and his name was Tika because it was a town oh, in India and that's where Lhasa Apso's come from. And so it's the same cat. So I think that's kind of interesting that we have some similarities. There. Uh, I like that. Do you collect anything? That's the third question. Do you collect anything? Like, so my Daryl collects bobbleheads. Lord, we have some bobbleheads. <laughs>
1: No bobbleheads. Ooh, do I collect anything?
0: Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> you are always dressed to the nines. This is the <laughs> truth. No, I didn't know if you had. It. So, in my house, for example, unless you know this, uh, but I'll go ahead and tell. Every room has a pineapple in it somewhere.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: It's just welcoming. It's yeah, it's, you know, a way to hospitality. I'm a very hospitable person. You're not leaving this house without eating food. That's not possible. <laughs> I push it on everybody. So I would have been a good Italian grandmother, um, but, and I'm not even Italian, but now we, I have a, I have like a a secret pineapple in every room or I have something hidden or put out, you know, people, my kids know, but. That's cute. Every well, everything yellow.
1: Yellow is my favorite color. I was going to say, I think
0: I see a lot of yellow with you. You do put pops yeah. of yellow in things. So that's your thing. So I, what we're going to do is be sure to provide a link to all the ways to reach and connect with you, Julia. You are such an amazing partner asset at Females in Finance. Our community just adores you. I'm grateful every time I get to spend time with you. And this today chatting has just been wonderful. Thank you for this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for the listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the F word. You can learn more about Julia and the topics we covered by visiting the links that we're going to provide on the episode page today. And if you love today's podcast, because I know that you did, we want you to be sure to subscribe and don't keep it a secret, share it and tag hashtag females and finance in your post So we can engage with you as well. And we always want you to remember the F word. It's where females and finance are not dirty words. Thank you everyone for listening.